Hey Firecrackers, it's Naomi and welcome to the Firecracker Department. It's the last one, the last podcast of 2021. What? I know. This year, it just zoomed by. What a year. I mean, highs and lows, right? January, February, March, my parents had passed away in 2020, so I was dealing with a lot of grief, which is enough. If you've ever dealt with grief, you're like, that's enough. But also, if you have a parent that dies, you also have to deal with maybe, you know, their estate stuff. And that means talking to accountants and lawyers and, you know, figuring out taxes that makes me just want to curl up in a ball in the corner and not do it. But you gotta. Firecracker department-wise, this is what I feel 2021 was for Firecracker department, is we hit our stride. The years before 2021, we were sort of developing like what our brand was, what our team was, who the core is. And this past year has been such an amazing growth, not only of the core team that brings you all the events, panels, workshops, and does all the behind the scenes firecracker department stuff, but also the community. Gosh, we have like an international community now that spans through North America into Europe, Mumbai, South Africa. Like we have such an incredible community. And I just have to take a moment and really recognize the core. The core team, which has grown is incredible. I don't even know really how we all came together, but we all believe in the firecracker department. We all believe in providing more platforms for women and non-binary artists to have a voice, to create, to tell their stories. And that purpose has really brought us all together. Let me just say, this firecracker department core are unlike any people I've ever worked with. Not only do they work purposefully and passionately and intelligently, but they do it with heart. And that's not nothing. Like they do it with heart because they love what we're doing and they create things for all of you. But then they're also looking after each other in the core. Like I'll get an email, a text from one of the core members saying, just checking in. Or somebody else will be going through something and everybody will rally around to see how we need to support them. It's extraordinary to see how Firecracker Department is developing. And I have to say, you're in it too. By listening, by contributing, by engaging with us, you're part of this community. And we couldn't be here without not only the core, but also our amazing community. And that includes you. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for all the folks that tweet or like or share or engage or come to our events, come to our workshops, panels, and step in and see what we're doing and support us. I truly, truly appreciate it. Don't think for a second that it's unnoticed. It really is a big deal. When I see people engaging online, having discussions online, having debates online, I love it so much. There's a beautiful curiosity in this group and there's a beautiful heartbeat that goes through this entire community and you're part of it and we couldn't do it without you. So thank you. Now, our guest this week is kind of the perfect way to end the year to me. She's just such a celebration of all the things I love about Firecracker Department. It's California-based actor, singer, songwriter, dancer, my zombie pal, Kylie Russell. Now, I first met Kylie on the set of Disney Zombies, and I'm super jazzed about Disney Zombies because... I mean, it's a great, it's a great movie. But I appear as Principal Lee for the third movie and, spoiler alert, they let me sing and dance a little bit this one. Yeah, they let me. I had to pay for it. I had to pay a little extra. Normally I just pay a little bit to be in those movies, but this time I had to pay a little bit extra. I love the show so much. 
I had no idea when we did Zombies 1 that there would be a second and a third, but I have to say it's one of the coolest, kindest, most fun sets I've ever been on, and that's because of this cast. And Kylie and I talk about that in our chat, but this Zombies cast is truly one of a kind. There is no status, there is no one, two, three on the call sheet. Everybody's just working together, having a good time, and playing. There's so much play. And I just love that. If ever you find yourself not playing, there's something wrong. Not having fun, it has to be fun. And the joy on that set, it was just incredible. I feel really lucky to be part of it. Even though I'm the weird older person in the pink pantsuit, I'll still take it just to be part of that magic. I have to say, Kylie's just a wise and kind person. So when everybody else was playing cards, in the green room or, and there was a lot of games on that show. It was so much fun. Or when people were doing like rap battles, you know me, I'm not the best at rap battles. Who's kidding who? And you can ask any of the cast members that. But I would just kind of gravitate to Kylie. She and I would hang out and get to know each other. And so I knew that I really needed to have her on this podcast because I need to share her voice and her story and her thoughts and her heart with all of you because it's just that special. Kylie started her acting career at the tender age of four. Yeah, four, with over 20 national commercials under her belt. Can you believe that? She starred as Karen Daniels on Disney Channel's Jump In alongside high school musicals Corbin Blue and Scream Queen's Kiki Palmer. Now, Kylie landed the lead role of young Carrie Peterson with Westworld's Tessa Thompson playing the adult Carrie Peterson in Tina Mabry's award-winning film Mississippi Damned. Kylie's love for singing shone through. And if you've ever heard Kylie sing, it hits your heart. No matter if it's in person or if it's on screen, it was no exception when she starred as Hayden Chase, a pop star sensation in the BAFTA Children's Award and International Emmy Kids Award nominated film, Hank Zipser's Christmas Catastrophe. Say that 10 times fast, I dare ya. Oh, and by the way, Kylie sang on the film's soundtrack. Yes, she did. In 2018, Kylie debuted her role as Eliza Zambi, the empowering activist rebel zombie on Disney Zombies. And then in 2020, she reprised her role in Zombies 2, and Kylie is featured on both movie soundtracks and official music videos. And now, look out for her, cause she's coming back for Disney Zombies 3. I know, I know, nobody can wait. I'm excited too! Kylie also voiced Scorn, a purple and gray symbiote in Marvel's animated series, Spider-Man. Oh my gosh, right? Spider-Man, come on! Kylie is also, to top all of this, she is an amazing singer-songwriter and she has just released a single at the beginning of this year, 2021, called Stitches. It's such a good song. I could listen to her sing forever and ever. And she makes me wanna dance. I dare you to listen to her song and not dance. You won't be able to do it. Kylie also collaborates with her young sister, Haley Russell, and that whole family just seems a little bit magical. I will say this again, Kylie, if there's anything going on in your family and they need to adopt a sneak us, I'm available. Kylie and Haley wrote and performed My Christmas Love, which was featured on TV One's Royal Christmas Holiday. I mean, Kylie just does it all. She really does. And as I said, with just heart. Speaking of heart, my heart warmed up when Okay, we had a little surprise visitor during our chat. Oh my gosh, you're gonna melt when you hear the cooing of her little baby. It's incredible, she's incredible. Let's get started so you can find out just a little bit more about Kylie and the special guest that turns up. Here's my chat with Kylie Russell. 
Oh, hello. How are you? Oh my gosh, it is so good to see you. You do. I feel like I haven't seen you for a million years and I'm so happy to have some time with you to catch up. Life has changed a bit. Oh, absolutely. Everything, everything changed. I mean, gosh, I feel like we can do pre-baby and after-baby discussion, but it doesn't feel like having a baby has rocked your world. It feels like it has like solidified your world. When I was pregnant, everyone who had a kid was like, your life is going to change. Everything's going to be hard. And basically it was just like scaring the crap out of me. Yeah. Yeah. But after she arrived, I was like, okay, I don't know if we just got blessed with the easiest baby ever, but it made life more fun. It's definitely more challenging. Don't get me wrong. It's hard, but like, it's the best challenge I've ever faced. And every day is a new challenge. Every day is more exciting. She's the cutest thing in the entire world. It's just, she's just great. I'm obsessed with her. Obsessed. Well, I think also people think that you're a lot younger than you are too. Oh, believe me. Everyone thinks I'm a teen parent. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Like they all, they all look at me like, oh, honey. I'm like, no, okay. (laughs) She had this doctor's appointment because when she would cry, her chest would kind of concave a little bit and she'd make this like wheezing sound almost. And so I brought her to this appointment and I had my mom come with me because Gavin was working. And Gavin's my fiance, by the way. Gavin was working and um, she came with me and we're in the waiting room. And because I had my mom with me and because I look so young, people were just kind of staring like, oh, like, wow. And asked my mom, like, so how old is she? And my mom's like, oh, she's the mom. And they're like, oh, how old is she? And I'm like, "Ah." (laughs) like, I can feel the judgment. Like, I can tell that they were happy for me. But at the same time, it's just like, you don't have to look at me with those sad eyes. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah. What, What is it like, like finding yourself you're still at sort of like the beginning of your career. You've had great success. You know, you're picking up steam and then into the world pops this magical bundle. How has that shift for you? Uh, so far, it's not easy, to be honest. She was definitely a surprise. We originally wanted to start trying after Zombies 3. Right. But she popped up beforehand and <laughs> like yeah. it was a combination of excitement but then being super nervous because it's like, okay, well, what does that mean for my career? And a lot of people have that idea of once you have kids, you have to put your life on hold and your career included. And shortly after I was like, no, I don't have to. And although I only had to work for two days, I filmed Zombies 3, three weeks after having her. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like everything just stopped. Right Right now I am on a break from auditioning for like, I'm just taking all of December off because I have no Mm. set schedule yet. So it was hard getting self tapes done, especially with her in the house because she thinks I'm talking to her when I do my self tapes. And then suddenly that's when she decides to start cooing and making all these noises. And it's ridiculous. Like Grayson, I'm not talking to you. Like when would I have an argument with you? Stop arguing back with me. (laughs) That's gonna happen when you're a teenager kid. Just wait for it. (laughs) But um. But yeah, right now I'm just taking a break, figuring out what works best for me, figuring out a schedule, like when can I drop Grayson off with my mom so that I can take days to study lines, set time aside for self-tapes and I don't know, just find my rhythm again. Because boy, is it lost. It's (laughs) 
Is that okay for you though? Like sometimes I think that broken rhythm comes up and down in my life. You know what I mean? Like, and sometimes I embrace the broken rhythm and I'm like, okay, this is where I'm at. And other times I'm like, oh yeah. Where, how are you dealing with it? For the first few months or three months, I was like, okay, cool. This is where I'm at. Like I kind of was doing my best and I thought I was on top of everything because I wanted to be women of the world. I wanted to do everything at once because I felt like if I wasn't, then I was like failing. But then (laughs) right away, it kind of, I want to say like a week ago, it hit me and I was like, I'm not superwoman and I can't do everything at once. And that is okay. I need a break. I need to just get my life together to an extent, you know? I mean, we're never going to have it all together. Who's kidding? Exactly. But I just wanted to find that rhythm again. And when I lose it, at least now I'll know like what I need to do in order to get it back. Yeah. Because I kind of look at your your career started so early that this is kind of all you've known in your world. Yeah, so it is all I've known. And I even have moments where I'm like, and, and it's not that I don't want to do it anymore because I don't think I'll ever stop because I love it that much. But I do mm-hmm. get points in my life where it's overwhelming and it's like, is this what I want? Or have I been told that right. this is what I want? <laughs> right. But then I remember yeah. like that feeling of that I get when I am on set. It's more so the auditioning process. I hate auditioning. It just yeah. stresses me out. But once me I'm too. on set, I'm like, this is this is what I'm, I'm meant to do. Like, I love it. I want to do this forever. And yeah. then once like the project wraps and I'm like, do I want to do this? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> It's a, <laughs> it's a back and forth thing for sure. Because you started at a such young age. Was there a moment that you were like, oh no, I want to be an actor and I am going to start going down that path. So I was with my mom and older sister and my mom was taking my older sister into an agent. I wasn't oh. even supposed to like, and they were just kind of like, oh, no. well, what about her? And my mom was like, oh, um, I don't know. I mean, you can ask her or, you know, whatever. And I was like, Okay. And then after I started like doing more, I was like, oh, this is actually really fun. Yeah, I'll stick to it. And thankfully my mom, any pretty much every week, she was like, is this still what you want to do? If you don't want to do it anymore, let mommy know. And we don't have to do it. And I was like, no, I want to do it. And I did just kept pushing. And then of course, even at like eight, nine, I would have like many mental breakdowns because I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I hate this. But then the thought of never doing it again hurt me more than the discouragement of hearing no so many times. You know what I mean? Like you can only handle hearing no after an audition so many times. But then you know that if you stop, you'll never get that yes. I get that feeling, Kylie. I still get the feeling. But And then also (laughs) like, I mean, eight-year-olds dealing with a bunch of no's the different than like 28, 38, 48-year-olds dealing with that I want to say I was way better at it when I was like eight right so like it would bother me for like a few hours and then a new episode of Spongebob came on and I was over it so (laughs) (laughs) middle school awful hormones insecurities I'm like I'm ugly that's why they don't want me and high school was even harder because I looked very young in high school so I couldn't play my age. I looked too old to play 11, 12, 13, but way too young to play 15, 16. So like that was a very rocky time for me. And I questioned, will I ever book again? What's the point in trying? I don't know what I want anymore. 
And during that time, I found my passion for dance and kind of yeah, that as an outlet. And then after I graduated, it was still kind of spotty and then zombies happened. Right. So yeah, it was, it was a wild time for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, gosh, it's a wild time in this business anyway, but then dealing with it as a kid, what do you think that gave you? Like growing up, exercising those kind of muscles of like defending your talent and defending your confidence. What do you think that gave you as an adult now? It has its perks and downsides because I feel like now I still have a lot of insecurities that I'm working on. And a lot of it comes from not wanting to be judged, not wanting to be rejected. And I didn't even notice that until I really talked about it with my fiance. And he was like, where does that come from? And I really thought about it. I was like, oh, like I was getting judged as like a six-year-old in front of a group of adults, just like sitting there like, oh, I hope they like me. (laughs) And like now I'm like, oh, that still follows me around sometimes. But the upside of it, I also use it as an escape in a way. Uh like being able to play different characters, even if it's just a self-tape that I don't book. Sometimes I just enjoy the character. I'm like, ooh, this will be fun. Whether I book it or not, I just want to enjoy doing the self-tape. And it's a nice escape for the time being. I don't think it's a new story. Like I think the story of like feeling judged, like we're in a business that is judgmental. Like it's how we navigate our way through it. And so you saying like, every other gig you're like ah I think I'm gonna do something else I get that like I don't think we're alone with that kind of challenge to our journey I mean yeah I just had this discussion with my my husband Matt and I was like maybe we're doing something else now like COVID has also shifted everything so I'm like yeah I don't know because you're such a creative being and I know you're also super smart like you have like a business savviness too where do you get that from right you do though am I wrong (laughs) you do Um, Thank you. Um, Kind of both my parents, both my parents for sure. And my fiance has an extreme business mindset and I've learned a lot from him. Sometimes I like what goes on behind the scenes and I feel like they're both very stressful, but I like using my mind more. I remember we had a really long break during Zombies. I think maybe it was Zombies 2. And everybody was playing like some intense card game that every once in a while yes. I would get into sometimes I wouldn't or they would do it being like random rap battles I did yes. not find a way to ever but that's okay and then you and I had this discussion about like life and business and yes. I remember talking to you about like your schooling and things like that and it made me think like you just have a different perspective on the business and where do you think that comes from because I think that you know people see you in the Disney zone and yeah. they go wow what an electric you know, and a talented, like such a multi-talented person. And then meanwhile, I've had this discussion of like intense intelligence too, which is, it's quite a, it's a good package. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my dad, his background was in music distribution. So he was all numbers, music, business. My mom, business, she's an artist. I'm repping her mug. She's very businessy, but yeah, like I just kind of took bits and pieces from them. I observe a lot. So if anyone in the room is talking or speaking business or, you know, I'm trying to soak in as much as possible, 
And when something yeah. doesn't make sense to me, I make sure I ask because I don't want to not know. Yeah. And yeah, again, my fiance is very in the business realm. So now I've learned so much more from him as far as like real estate, the importance of investing. Yeah. And like, now we're just on this whole journey of wanting to create generational wealth so that our kids and their kids are taken care of. Yeah. We kind of just want to dip our feet in everything and <laughs> branch out. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard that term before, generational wealth. Is that just like sort of planning for many legacies in the future? Yeah. So like you can be rich, but I feel like with rich, it only lasts for so long, but like generational wealth, it's like you're building this everlasting residual income that your family can live off on for generations to come. And like, I would love for my kids to not have to work, but want to work because like they found their passion. This is what they want to do. But no matter what they decide to do in life, they're taken care of. Mm -hmm. Did you come up with that kind of confidence of like, I don't know, because there's two arguments, right? There's the argument of like, if you have nothing, you work for something. Or mm -hmm. if you have everything, you don't have the pressure of like going into auditions and being like, oh, I need this. Yes, because for me, whenever I have an audition, I'm like, I need to book this. I need a paycheck. I'm struggling. I need like, I need this it sucks the fun out of everything and right. it sucks the yeah. fun out of my passion for it. And I'm like, then it becomes just a job. And I never want my passion to become just a job. Of course, right now it's like, I need to book stuff. I like, I need to provide for our kid. We got to do what we got to do, but I want to get to a point where I'm doing it for also like just the love of it. And I'm excited yeah. to send the self tape in. I'm excited to book something. I'm not necessarily on edge if I don't book something. Right. Like I can go back to that mindset that I had when I was younger, where it's like, if I book it, awesome. If I don't, oh, well, on to the next. Like right. that was always my mindset. And then at some point it switched to, I need to book something because I don't have a choice. Like I have to. Yeah. 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 No, I get it. I mean, I think it's funny. I have a friend who has been acting for many, many years. And then this year was like, I got to get a job. I got to get some income. Mm -hmm. And the income in her Joe job actually gave her the confidence. And now she's booking constantly because she doesn't wow. have that kind of, like, yeah. you know, it's pressure, right? We put so much pressure. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know how we survive it. How much do you think you navigate your career? How much do you just let things come to you? Like was Disney always in your, in your dreams? I mean, because I did a Disney movie when I was nine. Right. And Did jump in. Yes. And ever since then, like I enjoyed it. I had the time of my life and uh, being in a Disney Channel musical was on my bucket list just because it was I felt like it would be an amazing, fun thing to do. <laughs> but I didn't necessarily see me doing Disney for like a really long time. Yeah. And there's like different styles of acting, you know, how like Disney's one way, but then this is something else. And like Disney was never necessarily my forte. Like I was thankful, blessed, and I would never like, you know, because any job is a blessing and an amazing opportunity. But yeah, Disney isn't necessarily what I want to do for the rest of my life. Eventually, I would like to get into more 
adult things, like more, you know, just deeper material. And it's funny, when I was really little, I kept booking serious things. I see that in your IMDb. yeah, Yeah, I kept having to cry. And like, that was like my fear was crying on camera and like I kept having to do sad things I was like when am I going to get my chance to do the happy stuff like I just want to have fun and do comedy and blah 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 blah. and then now that I got that I'm like right all right where's the serious stuff where's where's the drama (laughs) and it's just funny how it flips like that and I think that you're a bit of a chameleon in that sense because I don't think you're uh, easily at home in something like Disney Zombies as you do in something that's a little bit more emotionally challenging. I think it's just, I don't know, like you, what you turn the volume up on, you know, like if you're, like, I always yeah. think of it like a sound system, turn up the volume on the tears and down on the, yeah. um, do you now look at your career and think about how you want to navigate the future or are you still just kind of taking things as they come? Oh, I am taking things as they come. I mean, I've talked yeah. with my agent and I let them know, like, I don't mind playing younger at all. I don't mm-hmm. mind it. I just, as long as the material is more mature, then like, I'm all for it. But I definitely mm-hmm. want to take things as they come just because you never know what project will change your life. You never know who you'll meet on a project. You never know what experiences, what learning experiences you'll take from a project. So I'm just kind of just taking them as they come and whatever project really catches my eye. I'm like, ooh, like if I were to book this, that would be amazing. So let me give this my best shot type of thing. Yeah, yeah. And then what are you doing to stay creative around that? I know I know you're also like, you're, you've got like singing and songwriting in your back pocket too. Is that something that you're inspired by these days? Oh, absolutely. Um, I haven't been in the studio for a minute. We have a studio at my parents' house, but that's in the process of being rebuilt. So I am excited to get back in the studio. I love songwriting more than anything. And sometimes I even question if I want that to be my new path, with which is songwriting and writing for yeah. other artists. But I don't know. We'll see. I just want yeah. to do it all. <laughs> I mean, you're kind of in a place that you can do it all, too. You know, it's so interesting because when you booked Zombies, did you feel things shift in your career? Yeah, absolutely. Like I did, but then I didn't. Because Mm -hmm. when Zombies, when the first one came out, I didn't necessarily look up to see how it was doing. I wasn't keeping up on anything. It was just kind of like, all right, I did it, job's done, time to go home (laughs) type of thing. Yeah. And then when we found out, when we were told just how well it was doing, I was like, wait, what, really? Like, yeah, interesting. Wow, that's that's great. And then- I did get more auditions for sure. I noticed that was a big change. And I ended up booking a series and then we went out. This was after Zombies 2. I booked a series, went out to film, then COVID happened and it cut everything. And my dream was to be a series regular on a show that finally happened for me. And it just didn't, I was like, dang it. I was so upset. I was like, great. Now I have to like reset everything, start all over. But yeah. Yeah. How do you deal with disappointment like that? I don't know. I was really bummed. Like now that I think back on it, because I remember during that time, there was a lot going on in my personal life as well. And then that on top of that, I just had like, I just kind of broke. Like if I had nothing going on in my personal life, I feel like I would have handled it much better. And I'd have been like, you know what? That's okay. 
you know, God has a plan for me. I just have to keep working and, you know, what's meant for me will come. But at yeah. the time I was like, this is some bullshit. I'm upset. Like, why did this always have to happen? I want to say I was maybe upset for like a week. Yeah. Because I try not yeah, I mean, to let myself be upset, upset too long. Yeah. I mean, I guess like at this point, you, you know, if you start focusing more on like singer songwriter, like, do you feel like with becoming a mom, like your muscles as a singer songwriter have been ignited a bit? So before I was even pregnant, I wrote a song for an artist and she wanted to write a song to her daughter. And I was like, okay, how am I going to do this? And I just kind of tapped into how basically I went off on things that my mom says to me and my sisters and how she expresses her love and how she says like, you know, love never fails. It's an unconditional type of love. And after I had Grayson, I went back and listened to that song. And I was like, first of all, how the heck did I write this without even having a child? But now I actually can relate to the words that I wrote. So it's like, I knew what to write based on observing, but I didn't connect with it personally. But now that I connect with it personally, a part of me is like, can we like write that again? And I can put more like stuff in there. But (laughs) having her, I've been able to tap into different emotions now, if like in a different way, like I can go deeper. Like even with certain self tapes, like there are certain emotions that I can express, but I'm, I wasn't necessarily actually feeling it, if, if that makes sense. But now yeah, yeah. I feel things deeper. Right. Like, my, like I'm not an emotional person at all. There's this cartoon called Bluey and it's a child's cartoon and I was watching it with her. And she's only four months, yet she already has a favorite show. Right. And I'm watching yeah. it with her, and there was this episode about one of the kids and their grandmother, and they're at a birthday party. And at the end, like no one was paying attention to the kid doing a handstand. All the grandmother wanted to do was help out at the party, but all the adults were like, no, sit down, relax. And she's like, Nanas aren't too good at relaxing. And then at the end, the Nana and the kid end up meeting each other because she watches the kid do handstands and the Nana is so happy because she's feeling needed. And for some reason, I just like thought of my mom and I started crying. And I'm like, oh my God, like that's how my mom feels right now. And I'm just so emotional over everything. And I thought the emotion, like the hormonal stuff ended after pregnancy. But no, a whole new wave of hormones come after you have the baby and during postpartum and everything. And I've been using yeah. that to my advantage in my self-tapes. So, you know, it kind of helps. <laughs> That's such a wild journey to be on. I mean, having these discussions with firecracker department folks, what I love so much is that I think people have a vision of who we are. Do you know, like they sing, oh, sure. sing, dancing, Kylie Russell, and they're like, yeah, oh, we got it. Like, we're so much more beautifully complicated than that. Have you like seen your career, like from, gosh, from the age of four to now, and being able to sort of, see where you want it to go and have like sort of a like a a fuel that is fueling you towards that I do see where I want it to go like I would love to be on a series or I would love like in a perfect world I would do like a movie or two a year type of thing like I just want to stay booked and busy my new fuel is Grayson like I want to work and to provide for her. I want to work to show her like you can do it. Like you can still raise a family and still follow your dreams and, you know, 
Yeah, that's basically, yeah, that's my fuel. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, priorities change, right? Absolutely. When you first started acting and you started thinking like, oh, this is actually something I really want to do. So at the veteran age of nine, you started realizing this is what you want to do. Has that changed? Like your vision of success, has that changed for you? Yeah, big time. When I was little, my like success to me was winning an Oscar and living in the hills somewhere. Now that I have a family of my own, I feel like I'm the most successful person in the world. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely shifted my ideal mm -hmm. of success. Like now success for me is as long as my child is happy and healthy, like succeeding at life. As long as we have a roof over our head, succeeding at life. What was it like for you? Like I remember the first week of shooting the first zombies. Do you remember being nervous for, for that production? Cause that was like kind of a big deal for you. I was, I was very nervous. It was my first time in another country. It was my first time really traveling alone somewhere that far away. My first time being away from my family for that long. Right. Did you stay in like a guest house with like, I think you you told me you, you lived in your guest house at your family's property. Yeah. So at the time I was living with my parents and yeah. I was like, I want to move, but I don't think I'm ready to be on my own, which looking back, I was definitely ready to be on my own. I was just scared. So yeah. I asked my parents, I was like, Hey, can I enclose the carport and make that a mini guest house? Right. And they're like, sure, yeah, yeah. Do, do what you want. I was like, okay. And it definitely helped build my self-confidence a lot. And I was on my own, but I, I had them at an arm's length. So it was nice. Yeah. And then Gavin and I met right before lockdown and we were hanging out every single day prior to lockdown. So when lockdown happened, we went into lockdown in that guest oh. house. So yeah. during that, we were like, okay, well, if we can survive for this long in this tiny room and not kill each other, clearly we're doing something right and then after that we decided to get an apartment and then I was officially on my own and I was like okay I could have done this all along but yes back to zombies I was so yeah, yeah. nervous but I was more excited than like a scared nervousness but I felt like I was more nervous for the dance rehearsals because I hadn't danced in so long and I was like great right. like I'm gonna make a fool out of myself and there were times that I did and there were times that I couldn't keep up and you know lock down the choreography but it was one of the best learning experiences of my life. I grew up so much while I was out there. I yeah. learned a lot about myself. I made a second family. Like it was just mm -hmm. overall one of the greatest experiences of my life. Was there anything that you faced that you're like, oh, I didn't know Kylie could do that? Birth. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that'd be top of the list for sure. <laughs> but you said like you you discovered so much about yourself like in that yeah, time. No, was um, there anything that you so, like looking back? That was really ballsy. Oh, absolutely. This is so small, but I went to this crate place and sat by myself and ate. Now I know how like small that is, but for me, I hated going anywhere alone. I would get anxious, I'd get overwhelmed. I, you know, even walking down the street by myself would just give me anxiety. And I don't know when that started, where that started. I still have it now sometimes where I'm like, no, I'll just stay home. But yeah. being out there 
pushed me because it's like I'm in a country where nobody knows who I am. Not that anyone knows me here, but you know what I mean? I was like, I can reinvent myself. And so I did. (laughs) And I was like, I'm not Kylie who stays home, who's afraid of the outside world. I'm Kylie who has confidence, a newfound confidence, who's assured of herself. And I can go and do whatever I want by myself and know that I'm going to be okay. And so I went to this crepe place. I had an amazing crepe. I FaceTimed my mom and my sisters. And I was like, guess what I'm doing? I'm doing my own thing. I am alone. And they're like, Kylie, that's great. Wow. And I was like, thanks, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> but something that I small. Get it, though. I think that's really pivotal, those little little moments. Those, And I remember doing that, like, even when I would travel by myself. And the fact that I was like, I got to the destination. And it's a country that I didn't speak the language in. Or something like I ordered in a different language and I successfully got my order you know and and that kind of thing is huge because it's sort of as you said it instills like a confidence of like independence and I can I can handle things as they come my way absolutely yeah oh yeah I I mean baby's crying oh hello little one oh my gosh (laughs) hi like just think like babies are gonna grow up with knowing this Oh, I know. Like, you didn't grow up with knowing this, did you? No, she already, okay, so she's aware that, like, my phone, the screen, she knows that it does stuff if you tap it. So she sees me scrolling. So if I sit my phone down, she automatically starts touching and, like, tries to scroll. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. When you think of like, okay, so you look at Grayson and you think about your life, what are things that you're like, I want this for you? Like every birthday that I have for friends of mine, mm-hmm. I do like a um, sleeping beauty, you know, like with the different uh, fairy godmothers and they bestowed like wishes onto the person. Mm-hmm. Like what are the dreams that you have for her? I want her to have more self-confidence than I did. I don't want her to fear life. I want her to take life by the balls and be like, I got this because mm-hmm. her dad's a lot like that. So I'm hoping she has her father's drive yeah. and I hope that she has, <laughs> she's definitely like, she's definitely a creative weirdo. Like I can see it in her already. Like she, already. she's only four months, but like she laughs when we say funny things. If that yeah. makes like she's not looking at her uh-huh. facial expressions to see like are they laughing like she finds stuff funny as if she understands what we're saying it's weird but that is so weird. I just want her to like yes I just want you to know that you can do anything you yeah anything you want mm-hmm. but I mean you've had supportive parents too Kylie did they yes. like who are the people in your world that were like you know, you can do anything you want. Because I think, you know, being a child actor, that shakes your confidence. But you obviously have a lot of confidence to be doing what you're doing. No, yeah, my mom, for sure, is like, one of my biggest supporters. She hypes me up any chance she gets. Sometimes I'm like, okay, mom, let's reel it back in. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) when I was younger, I found it embarrassing. But now I appreciate it a lot. And now that I'm a mom, sometimes all you want to hear is you're doing a good job. Like you got this, you know, and, and having my mom constantly telling me like, you know, you are amazing. You can do whatever you want. You're talented. You're this or that you're this, whether I believe it in the moment or not, it's just always great 
to hear it from her. It doesn't even matter like what I do. I could be like, if I told her today, like, Hey mom, I want to make a career out of drawing hopscotches on the sidewalk. She'd be like, Kylie, you are the best hopscotch <laughs> drawer of all time. The way you make your squares and the way you put the numbers inside those squares, iconic. And I'd be like, thank right. you so much, mom. I feel ready for this. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's, she's a great, oh my gosh. yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad idea, Kelly. I'd like to invest. That sounds really like something. That <laughs> thank you. Could thank uh, you. you know, like, something that you said to like, just reminded me that I think it might've been your sister, Chelsea, when we had the zombies launch two party and yeah. we were all going down the, the carpet for the press and blah, blah, blah. And I'd come alone because I was in Los Angeles and I didn't have anybody to like take the shot of me to remember yeah. the time or that I wanted for Instagram or I didn't have anybody to do that. And I'm, I think it was your sister that was like, give me your camera. And then took oh, like yeah. a thousand pictures. And I was like, thank you so much. And she was like, we got you. Don't you worry. We got you. Like, and I so felt that I could start a hopscotch business as well. Like I felt the power of your family <laughs> behind me. It was quite extraordinary. Hey, they're, they're all very like, supportive big time yeah big yeah. time and I also think like confidence is when like you get confident when you get rattled a bit and then you rise above like do you remember a time oh, absolutely. Like, you talk about, like the Disney zombies dance routines which are all mind-blowing like you all look so sparkly when you see the movie and then what you don't see is like the rehearsals of the sweat dripping off your face yes so, oh my right? gosh after the premiere of the first one and I was looking at stuff and I was like little do they know I tripped running into the scene little do they know I had a mini panic attack because I couldn't memorize anything little do they know yeah. we didn't think any of this was going to look like the way it does like we were <laughs> yeah. like that's the funny part because it's like when you're doing it you're just like well this is going to be horrible because in that moment like we're always hot on ourselves I was like in that moment, I'm like, oh, I could have done that better. And then you watch it and you're still like, damn, I could have done that better. But at the same time, you're like, this looks so good. Oh, so good. Yeah. And it's like, you're so proud good. of yourself at the same time. But then there's always a little voice in the back of your head. It's like, yo, why'd you say that like that? You could have done that way better. But you know. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, you just revealed that you're superhuman, Kylie, because we're all <laughs> feeling that. Like, was there a time that you like faced a challenge and overcame it and was like, oh, like dust off my cape it's dun, da, da, da. honestly every time we, we did a dance scene because I hadn't danced for so long and in between both movies it's not like I went back to dance class I was like all right I'm gonna go back into my cave for another year and if this okay. movie happens again I guess I'll whip out my dancing shoes so like picking up the choreography and remembering the choreography and I would get like stage fright as soon as Paul would be like all right action and then the choreography would just leave my brain and I, I'd just freeze. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> like, I'm going to look crazy. Every time that I did do the dance fully, like full out, no mistakes, no nothing. I was like, oh my God, I got, I, I did it. I did it. Yeah. I got this. And all I needed was that one time getting it through without any mistake to get on like a good run of just like knocking it out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I get it. Like, just think about Grayson growing up and being like, that's your mom. I feel like she's not going to believe, like, that it's yeah. me. I feel like she's going to be like, mm, you don't have green hair, so mm, that's not you. <laughs> I'm like, no, Grayson, it's mommy. She's like, no. Not so much. 
Like, will you mm-hmm. let Grayson go into acting? Do you ever think about that? Sometimes, like, a part of me wants to wait till she's an age to where she can tell me herself, like, hey, I want to do this, and then put her in. And sometimes I want to start off with just maybe print work. But I definitely think she has it in her. Her personality is bigger than life. Yeah. She's not doing much right now. But (laughs) No, are you kidding me? She's so engaged. Like, Like, she's so present. She was like this since birth and made really good eye contact. And I was like, hello, excuse me? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's wild. It's wild. Hi. I'm very excited for your future. So if you're ever doubting it, you let me know. But what are you thinking? Like, you've got the focus on the baby, but I know that eventually that will balance out a bit, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? How are you I'm, feeling? Like I'm excited and scared at the same time. Cause it, like you never know what's gonna happen. Like, mm-hmm. will I ever work again? Like you just never know. Yeah. I'm intrigued by the unknown, to be honest, at times. Okay. So that like, but I am excited to see where my career takes me. I'm excited to see what kind of mother I become. Cause like every day is a new day, every day is a new experience, a new learning curve. And I'm excited to see see the things that I learned from parenting I'm excited to see what things I've learned carry on into my career and like how that helps me I don't know if the word advanced is what I'm looking for but (laughs) how that helps me advance in my career yeah what about creating stuff do you have that like I know you're you write songs of course but do you have like in you to be like like to create a project at any point well lately we've been doing a lot of YouTube and I'm enjoying yes it's so much fun I'm enjoying like editing like right now we're just keeping it vlog style and just like here come join us on our day it's not much but you can join us type of thing but I enjoy editing I've always loved editing um I want to get more into that yeah just finding different ways to express myself and and we've been doing a lot of DIY projects around the house and I love I found my love for that like we built uh, well, not we, I'm saying like we built a headboard. Gavin built a headboard. I just told him what I wanted. <laughs> but I mean, it takes two. Exactly. And yeah. yeah, like just constantly finding new ways to stay busy, stay creative. Because if we don't, we'll yeah. go insane. For no sure. No kidding. <laughs> I know you have a positive outlook, but I also think you're a realist. Like, I know you see the importance of positivity, but it's not like, you know, unicorns and rainbows. Sometimes it's spit up and, and poopy diapers. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm a very positive person and I've always been a positive person. But sometimes I have a very, like, more realistic side where I'm like, okay, like, I'm excited about this, but I'm not gonna put all my eggs into one basket because yeah. in reality this may not happen. Or in reality, if this does happen, it isn't going to be like up here all the time. There's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be shit that comes out of the blue and you got to be prepared for it. So, and even with auditions, like I'm positive, but I don't get too excited or get too attached to anything just in case it doesn't go the way that I want. And if it doesn't go my way because I'm not so attached to it, it doesn't hurt as much and I'm, I can brush it off quicker and then on to the next. Yeah. Okay. Let's do the uh, turn the tables and you can ask me a question. Yes. Okay. 
for you, what is the definition of happiness? Like, oh when gosh, are you your we were, happiest? We were just talking about this last night. We were really? just speaking about, yeah, this is so interesting. So we, I had dinner over at my neighbor's house. And so we are north of Toronto. So we're in like a little bit removed from the city and things like that. So our neighbors are all like, like, you know, we walk over to the neighbors. There's no driving, there's no Ubers. And we were talking about what the definition of happiness is. And I, I mean, gosh, I think it has changed drastically. I think one of my ideas of happiness is when people I love are together. And I think that's why I love set life so much because it's it's has a semblance of like people coming together. Yeah. Um, my husband really rocks my world. Like he makes me pretty happy. So we've started a tradition on Saturdays of like starting the morning with some coffee and Bailey's. And if we can stay in bed watching TV and reading magazines and doing the crossword all day, that's a successful Saturday. So that. that making people laugh, that's pretty high up there on the list. Of yeah. Make, of what makes me happy. What about you? What makes you happy other than obviously the magical bundle that you've got on your lap? The same thing as you, the Saturday, it's the little things like being yeah. able to just sit and enjoy each other's company whether you're talking or just sitting in silence mm -hmm. just enjoying yes just enjoying the little things in life because I feel like when you enjoy the little things it makes you appreciate the bigger things even more mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. laughter for sure family for sure and yeah just I feel like family for the most part like now that I have a little family of my own, I'm like, this is happiness. <laughs> yeah. Just being able, like, and having a place to call home. Home. Yeah. There we go. I love being home. That is my happy place. <laughs> Just being home. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Oh. And then also something that came to my mind was overcoming things. Like if you see a yeah. challenge and I can overcome it, I'm like, oh, like that makes me fulfilled, feel happy. Absolutely. You get that? Absolutely especially if it's something that I never thought in a million years I'd be able to do. I'm like, I did it. I'm woman of the world. You yeah. know, no one can tell me shit. So <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like giving birth. Just absolutely. Like never in a million years did I think that I'd be able to do that. I mean, I definitely got an epidural. So like there's that, but I felt everything without feeling everything. If that makes sense. It yeah. But now <laughs> that you've accomplished the birth challenge, which is, yes. I don't know what challenge what game it's part of like is there anything in your future they're like I don't know if I can do that but I know I want to do that I don't know like maybe living somewhere else like a different country or a different city like I'm so comfortable in my bubble like I live in the valley yeah. I've lived in the valley all my life and it's definitely a bubble but I'm so comfortable here and yeah. sometimes I wonder what it would be like if I moved I don't know anywhere else like would I be able to be as happy would I be as comfortable but I love traveling but I don't know if I could ever live anywhere else and I feel like if I were to move somewhere else then I'd feel like wow I did it I stepped outside my comfort zone I'm building a new life you know I feel pretty cool I guess yeah she's reaching for the that. screen <laughs> all right let me wrap it up so you could get your your mother back uh Grace I'm so sorry <laughs> thank you for your patience I'm also like, it's impossible to speak to you without looking at Grayson the entire time and just being like, Grayson, what do you think? Tell me everything, Grayson. Tell me. <laughs> um, okay, wrap up questions. Fill in the blank. What's a firecracker to you? 
a firecracker to me. Definitely my mom. Not only is she an artist, her artwork is unbelievably beautiful. I, I love, I appreciate, and I respect her. But after having a child myself, my love and appreciation and respect for her has, like, I didn't even think it was possible, but it went even deeper, higher, like, and I just owe it all to my mom. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> What's her first name? Robin. Robin Tavares Russell. Fantastic. Yeah. What, uh, what do you want to be best known for, Kylie? Being a positive energy in people's lives. Definitely what I want to be best known for. Like, I don't care to be remembered for a certain project or anything like that. I just want people to remember me for like, whether I put a smile on their face, I made them feel better during a time that they were down. I just want to be remembered as kind, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think you've oh, got that you. reputation already on all the, all the zombie sets, that's for sure. Um, oh, what's you. something that people don't know about you? That I'm an extreme introvert. Like based off of social media, when you watch my YouTube videos or whatever, you would think that I'm a very out there person. And once upon a time I was like in high school, I was super talkative, mm-hmm. didn't care what anyone thought I was out there. But now I'm kind of like, I'm very quiet. I'm more talkative when I'm comfortable. Sometimes it'll take me a minute to warm up, but I'm an introvert. I'm a homebody. <laughs> and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did something shift for you that made you go from that, like, I don't give a care girl in, in middle school? Yeah, like, in elementary school, I didn't care about anything, because who cares about anything in elementary school? In middle school, that's when I started to care what other people thought, and also yeah. social media was becoming more of a thing, and there was this mm-hmm. thing called Form Springs, where people could ask you stuff anonymously, and people were ruthless on there, so that's when I experienced mm. my first, like, oh, people are mean and I, I can't even see who's being mean to me. I feel like that's where it kind of started of like kind of keeping to myself. And then in high school, yeah. I opened back up again. And then after high school, you graduate and then suddenly the world becomes big. And yeah. you're like, great, what's going on? I feel lost. Like I'm not seeing the same people every day. Like, who yeah. am I? And it took yeah. a long, and even now I still have moments of like, who am I? especially being a mom I'm like sometimes it's like no Kylie you're more than just a mom Mm -hmm. so find yourself again you're a mom you're a musician you're an actor you're fun you're you have you know finding that all over again and getting back to being more extroverted and enjoying going out and being around people without feeling overwhelmed I'm looking forward to getting back to that in my life to where yeah. I can just be comfortable in a crowd. Yeah, that's so interesting. I mean, I didn't grow up with social media. Where do you put social media so that it doesn't drive you bonkers? I try my best. Like I scroll a lot, which is very unhealthy, yeah, but sometimes it's just something to do. I find myself taking breaks from posting because okay. sometimes if I post something, I instantly get worried of being judged or what people are going to think or say and I monitor myself a lot and like sometimes I'm afraid to post pictures that are more adult like you know because I'm afraid of what people will think because they've only seen me as Disney for so long 
but it's like right. I'm 25. I should be able to like, not necessarily like be more sexual, but it's like, I have sex appeal. Like I'd like to show a little bit of cleavage right. here and there, nothing crazy, but like, you know, age appropriate for me without yeah. feeling like I'm letting someone down or disappointing someone's mom in Philadelphia. Like, you know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I find are you caring less about what people are thinking of you? Less and less. Like I'm getting better for sure. It's an, a back and forth type of thing. Like I'll go through a wave yeah. where I'm like, okay, I feel confident enough to post this. And then a week later, I'm like, oh my God, why did I post that? And then I delete it. Yeah. So I just have to just like, I don't know, find that balance and just be like, no, this is my social media page. I can post what I want. If people like it, awesome. If they don't, they don't have to follow me and that's okay. And I also have to realize it's like sometimes, and this isn't all parents, but sometimes some parents will come at different actors or musicians and say how can you post this like you're a role model and blah 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 but it's like at the end of the day it's like we may be role models but it's not our job to raise your kids or teach them right from wrong or teach them Mm -hmm. how to do x y and z like yeah we can be good role models but it's like we're not raising your kids you teach them right from wrong you know like if you don't want them doing what we're doing then tell them you don't want them doing that Point blank. That's your job. <laughs> like I, I exactly like I never understood that because like yeah. sometimes, and this was when I was like 21, and a lot of people didn't know I was 21. They thought I was like 15, and I'm drinking, I'm posting with wine, and they're like, "How could you? Like this is so irresponsible. You have little kids looking up to you." Blah 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 blah. And it's like, well, if you're upset that your 12 year old's looking at my Instagram, maybe you shouldn't let your 12 year old have an Instagram, you know? But. Yeah. I don't know. And it sounds like I, when I say stuff like that, I feel bad, but at the same time, it's like, no, it's not my responsibility mm-hmm. to teach your kids how to act. Like that they look to you for that. Like, I'm just living my life posting what makes me happy. Yeah. But I always have in the back of my mind, like, how is everyone going to take what I post? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're more in the limelight than a lot of people. And so also you've come up in this, like, this Disney zombie family where yeah. your co-stars were younger than yeah. you. So they were embracing yes. social media in a different way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's Walk a love hate relationship with yeah. social media for sure. And when my followers grew, I got really nervous and like, I would, I took a break from posting cause I didn't like the idea of opening my life to this many people and I'm very particular with what I share like I'm open to sharing things but I'm I'm not going to share everything because I am still somewhat of a private person Mm -hmm. and I think that's also what made me nervous was having that many people feel like they know me yeah because it's like you share this much and they feel like they know this much when in reality Mm -hmm. it's like they're only seeing what you give and what you show and I try to be careful with that too because I don't want people thinking that my life is happy-go-lucky 24 7 because that's not realistic Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's not like I want I care to like share all the downs and lows going through because then that's oversharing yeah (laughs) but you know it's hard but I don't know 
trying to find the balance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's part of what we're doing. Like, it's just part of the world now. Grace is going to grow up with a whole other level of social media. Who knows? Maybe she'll oh, have like an avatar by the time she's like 10. Who oh, knows? absolutely. Absolutely. Like, and, and that's hard too. Cause it's like, I don't want to shield her from those things because that's where our yeah. world's headed towards anyway. Like there's no way around it. But at the same time, it's like, I want to protect her from that. It definitely can hurt your mental health for sure. Sure. So it's like, do I want to keep her from it? And then she's not doing what all her friends are doing and what everyone at this stage is doing. Or, I mean, I could always monitor, but you know, then she'd be like, no, mom, like Sarah's mom doesn't monitor her social media page. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not Sarah's mom. And if you want this, then (laughs) you've already had the discussion of when she's 12 years old. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Like the minute she came out, I went over everything. I was like, oh my God, she's going to go to kindergarten. And then, oh, her first heartbreak. And I'm like, let me just take one day at a time, but I can't help it. But it's the same as like, you have these big dreams for her, but next to the big dreams are the big fears, right? Because what you Absolutely. just said, like you can't protect her. You, you don't can't. want to, because you want her to build her own protection. Exactly, exactly. Uh, like I want her to experience everything. I want her to make mistakes and learn from them. But at the same time, I want to, I want to protect her from everything and anything. But then I know yeah. that if I shield her, it'll hurt her in the long run, so. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Like, but I'm just I, sad gonna... that, like, one day she's going to have secrets, you know? Like, I'm not going to know everything. Yeah, and I also think that you're, you know, like, gosh, you're four months into this role of motherhood. But, like, you will nurture a communication with your kid. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, there'll be secrets. But I, I, I have a feeling you and Gavin will be pretty good pals with this one. Yay, I hope so. Yeah. Like, I want her to feel comfortable enough to tell me everything. I want her to feel like she can turn to me and not fear what I'm going to think or what I'm going to say. That's my fairy godmother wish for Grayson is that she oh. always thinks of her parents as her buddies. Thank you. <laughs> uh, okay, final, final couple questions. What's something that you haven't done, but you know you have to do? Drive again. Ah. I haven't driven a car in over a year. When I was pregnant, Gavin was too scared to let me drive because he was like, you are not driving with that belly. And then after I had her, I was like, I don't feel like driving. So eventually I have to start driving again for some reason that scares me, but yeah. gotta do it. Gotta, gotta do, do it. it, gotta do it. What's been <laughs> um, your favorite mistake that you've made? I wouldn't call this a mistake, but I went back on my promise to myself. Um, I was originally supposed to take an entire year to just be single, fall in love with myself and just be by myself. Uh-huh. But then I met Gavin six months into that. So okay. you know, I didn't stick to my original plan, but I got her. So all is good. Come on. I think it's a win situation. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Um, I also have to tell you, I saw that Instagram post. This is why I know Gavin's a great guy. It's because you posted that super cute picture of you two in, in onesies. And you said something uh-huh. like, but I didn't like my kangaroo his kangaroo is better so he gave it to me yeah do you remember that and I was like that guy's a good guy yeah because they came with little kangaroo toys and his looked so cute and mine looked stupid and I was like are you kidding me I was like they're from the same company why does mine look like this he's like do you want mine I was like yeah 
and we swapped and he held the stupid looking kangaroo for the pictures. <laughs> I was like, you're so and nice. you're like, I'm going to love you forever because that's yeah. stupid kangaroo. Yeah. Exactly. Um, what has been the best advice or the worst advice you ever got? When Gavin and I became parents, a lot of other parents were like, don't let other people tell you how to parent your child because mm -hmm. every child's different. Not all parenting skills are going to work for every kid. Not all parenting skills are going to work for me and Gavin. And when we have more kids, one thing may work for Grayson, but it's not going to work for kid number two. So it's like, you just, just go with the flow and just know that like, you're doing a good job and you are doing the best that you can do. And that's all you can ask for. I love it. I'm going to put that as your <laughs> ringtone. So if you ever doubt yourself, you get your ringtone that goes through doing this again. And that's all you're going to ask for. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's definitely what I need for sure. Uh, who's a firecracker in your world? We talked about your mom, Rob, and is there anybody else that you want to shine the light on? My sister, Hallie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we Hallie talked about Russell. Chelsea. Yes. Yeah. So Hallie, like her voice is something else. Like it's so unique. And when you hear, it's like, you know, that's Hallie. She's an, a phenomenal songwriter. She plays guitar and piano by ear. She loves learning. She loves being self-taught. Anything she wants to learn, she just sits down and figures it out. And I'm just proud of her for like, because she's 21 now, or no, oh my gosh, she's 22 now. Crazy. And, you know, life is hard at 22 and so many things are changing. And this is like post COVID and lockdown and, you know, everything flipped and her whole world got turned upside down both of her sisters got engaged had babies and kind of went right and she's like great so everything's changing but she's figuring it out putting all of those emotions into her work and she's been coming up with amazing things and I'm very proud of her very very yeah. proud of her wow. and I'm just excited yeah. for her to like hurry up and share her gift with the world because I think she's ready now for sure. That's lovely. That's lovely. Last question is what advice would you have given yourself as a young advice I'd give to my younger self would be try not to grow up too fast. Enjoy your youth. Enjoy being young. Enjoy mom making us like you and ha like me and my sister Hallie match all the time. Like one day you're going to miss all those things and you're going to get all you want and more in life. So just go with the flow and take each day as it comes and enjoy where you're at in that moment. I think you're the best. I have to say when, when Grayson joined this conversation, I was like, well, we got about like three minutes before Grayson's going to be like, no more, but look, she's just <laughs> sat there like the coolest little cucumber. Oh, she's so chill. She's so, she's chill. so chill. Your voice is incredible. Not only as a songwriter, but like you just, the stories that you have in your heart to tell, I'm really excited to see where they get put out. Oh, thank you. Disney Zombies 1, I think I started this podcast and I was like, I gotta sit down with Kylie. Like, I'm so thrilled that we finally got to do this and it's uh, been on, yeah, me my, too. on my list. I, I loved yeah. it. I, I really love it. I like, this is such a great conversation. You ask amazing questions. You made me think and really like tap into things like, oh, I, I haven't talked about like, this like th that was really like wow okay let's go let's go like it got me excited all right I all had right no choice. <laughs>
Let's keep in touch. And next time in Los Angeles, let me take you over something. Oh, yay. I'd love that. Okay. We'll do that. All right. Bye Bye for now. Bye. I'm super grateful to have time with Kylie and Grayson. Oh my gosh, it's so funny because when we were talking and then Grayson started uh, fussing, I guess, or crying, I don't even know. I don't think that child really cries. It looks just like the happiest kid in the world. And then Kylie grabbed Grayson and put her on her lap and I was like, okay, we've probably got like four, five minutes tops before this baby gets uh, restless and wants to move on and wants to play and gets bored with, you know, listening to this podcast chat. But no. This kid just sat here engaged, comfortable, content to be in Kylie's arms and just like, you know, the coolest cucumber ever. Oh, it's just so sweet. And Kylie's such a beautiful mom. You know, you can see that she's just loving it. It's only four months old, this little tyke, but they're a cute team. And I loved what she said about Grayson and wanting to be that kind of mom. I just loved that whole discussion. Thank you, Kylie, and thank you, Grayson. You might be the youngest firecracker we've ever had on the podcast. So there. Now, for latest updates, follow Kylie on Instagram and Facebook at Kylie Russell and on Twitter at Kylie underscore M Russell or visit her website, KylieMRussell.com. To see what's happening with Kylie, Gavin, and Grayson, check out their YouTube channel, Kylie and Gavin, because they are updating it with such cool things about renovations and time together and new parenthood. It's really neat to have that kind of insight into their life. They're just such a cool team, Gavin and Kylie. Now, we got you with all those links in our show notes, so don't you worry about it. And remember to see when Disney Zombies 3 will be released. Follow them at Disney Zombies. Keep in the know, you know? I'm super jazzed. As I said earlier, this is our last show before our holiday hiatus. And what a perfect show to end on. Hmm? With Kylie and Grayson? Come on. I want you to go out there and have a great holiday. Take time for yourself. It's, it's a time for giving for sure, but make sure you're looking after yourself too. And reflect. Reflect on 2021. What are the things that you loved about it? What are the things you'd want to change? Let's learn and grow. I know I am. And I so appreciate you being part of my journey with Firecracker Department and engaging and connecting. Every single time somebody writes, my heart jumps. So thank you. FY to your eye, just so you're gonna be in the know for everything that's happening in 2022 at Firecracker Department, you're gonna wanna head over to firecrackerdepartment.com and if you haven't already, subscribe to our newsletter and then you'll keep in touch because there's so much coming up. There's a lot. It's a lot of Firecracker Department and I know that you're gonna want the inside scoop with all our upcoming events like mentorship workshops, script readings, writing bursts, writing workshops. Have you gone to our Sunday brunch? You're gonna wanna jump in on that. We'd love to have you part of any aspect of Firecracker Department. So reach out to us, firecrackerdepartment.com or firecrackerdepartment at gmail.com and let me know what you're working on. Let me know how we can support your journey and amplify your voice and your stories and integrate you into this magical, beautiful community called the Firecracker Department. I'm Naomi and gosh, we're going to see you next year. seems wild to say it, but uh, I'll see you in 2022. Go on out there and be creative. If you haven't started like holiday shopping, make some stuff, get creative, put a bunch of paints on the floor and see what happens. I dare you. And then show me a picture. I would love to be included in all your creative steps. And from the firecracker department and the entire team and myself, happy holidays. Mwah.
Winnie Wong is our Firecracker Head producer. Follow her at Wonder underscore Wong on Instagram and Wonder underscore Wong 8 on Twitter. This episode is edited by Shane Stoltz. You can follow them at Shane Stoltz, all one word, and Shane with a Y. This intro was written by the one and only wonderful Winnie Wong. That's right, she's a triple W. The rest of the team comes at you from Toronto, Los Angeles, Austin, London, Dubai, and truly from all over the world. Get into the full Firecracker Department core team at firecrackerdepartment.com slash about because we're always updating and we're always growing. Stay tuned to our newsletter for advanced updates on our monthly meditations, upcoming mentorship workshops, live script department readings, festival partnerships, weekly writing workouts, and dates for 2021, and so much more. There's lots going on in Firecracker Department. Now, whether you're a first-time or a long-time listener to the Firecracker Department, we always, always want to hear from you. We love hearing what quotes, the specifics, the nuances of things that stuck with you. We mean it. We really do. And we respond to every single thing that comes our way. If it gives your brain goosebumps or it piques your curiosity or makes you want to stop and write something down, send it back to us or our Firecracker guest or both. I mean, everybody likes to know that when they put something out into the world, that it resonates. And if it sparks something in you, use that creativity to take some creative action. Share it because it just reverberates, you know? If you see somebody being creative, that might spark somebody else's creativity. So pay it forward. Thanks also to Jeff Malutinovic and Igor Korea for our theme music. And thanks to you. Yeah, you, sitting there, driving there, walking there, working out there, and taking time to listen. We know there's a lot of options out there and we really appreciate you choosing us. We hope to see you at maybe brunch, maybe the writing workshop. And until next time, thank you for listening to the Firecracker Department. We'll see you next time.